Are you a business leader with a growth mindset? Do you want to improve your marketing, your growth, and your business? Then welcome to the Pro Growth Marketing Podcast. My goal is to provide you with information and resources to help you make informed choices when it comes to growth, marketing, and achieving more in your business and your life. And today, my special guest, Jeff Coleman, is here with us. Jeff Coleman is a copywriter extraordinaire, if you will. Uh, he comes to us live from Vancouver Island, Canada. And Jeff Coleman is a brand awareness and direct response copywriter for influencers, experts, and thought leaders. That's basically a fancy way of saying he writes marketing materials for people you've heard of, but he's too polite to mention their names, probably because he's from Canada. Jeff puts identity and integrity at the core of his writing, which is why you're going to want to listen to his story. Jeff, thanks so much for joining me, man. It's been a while, and I'm so glad to see you today. Um, absolutely. Thanks for having you? me, man. Yeah, it's been absolutely. too long. I wish we had... Uh, I wish we were drinking a scotch in Nashville like last time. Oh, man, that would be nice. So, yeah, <laughs> Jeff and I met back in Nashville about uh, a little over three years ago now, right, Jeff? Something like that, yeah. Time flies. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, Jeff, let's jump right in, shall we? Um, why don't we start with, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, well, who I am, like you, like you said, thanks for the fantastic introduction making me sound so good um yeah who i am today is is a copywriter for well like like you said folks that people have probably heard of but uh they bring me on to to they're already doing well in business and they bring me on to to ramp their copy their 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 content up to 11 if you will how i got started in that i mean even just a few years ago i don't think i'd in my wildest dreams would think uh, this is where I'd be today. A few years ago when, when we met, Dan, I was still a pastor. I was training other pastors how to um, reach or teach or keep the millennial generation in their pews. Um, and then life took a 180 and, and now I do something entirely different. The, um, the, the connection between my old a new one wasn't something that I something that I actually uh, expected or even realized right off the bat. But there's a a massive commonality, a massive you know if there were a Venn diagram of what I do now and what I did then. There's there's actually a very important connecting piece, which is basically I study human behavior and try to connect with people in a in a deep way. It used to be through sermons and Bible studies and and community and all that that uh, churchy stuff, and now it's yeah through copy, through writing, through emails, through webinars, through um, things like that. Just, but the, the core, the commonality is uh, connecting with people uh, on a deep level to actually help improve their lives, take them from where they are to where they want to be. Now it's just done through copywriting for, for uh, clients instead of sermons for congregants. That's so good. Um, and I think, you know, you, you're dancing around the one, the one thing I want to make sure is absolutely clear is that authentic connection mm. that, that uh, that's super important uh, when it comes to business and sales. But how is that um, something that you've been able to leverage for copywriting? Yeah. Um, first of all, just the, the, the first step, if you will, the first whatever is just Recognizing whether it's in copywriting, whether it's in a sales script, whether it's in a relationship, 
whatever. I mean, connecting with the person on the other side of the conversation in a deep, meaningful, real way. I mean, that's, that's gotta be the, at, at the center of what you do. If it's a relationship and you're not authentically connecting, in other words, if you're connecting for some, uh, dark motive or whatever, you know, that's going to come out in a relationship. If you're doing that in a sales script, you know, people can, can sense the sleaze factor, uh, when you're doing that, when it's not authentic, when it's not that that script is actually trying to see if, if your product, your solution can make their life better. Um, if, if you're just trying to get the sale, people can sense it. They know it. It's not authentic and they're going to pull, pull away. They're going to hang up or, or whatever. The same comes, uh, same truth comes into, uh, into being when you're talking about emails that you're sending out or the, the, content on your website or in a blog post, if you're not trying to uh, actually help people move forward, actually help people solve problems, actually help people get from where they are to where they want to be, they're going to find you out pretty quick. And authenticity is, it's like trust, you know, it it takes uh, an instant to break and a lifetime to get back. So unless you're selling from a place of authenticity, uh, I mean, I'm not going to work with you. I doubt, Dan, that you'd work with somebody who wasn't selling authentically. Uh, but I mean, people are going to sniff you out, whether it's before they buy or after they buy. And then they ask for a refund or whatever. I mean, people are going to find out. They're going to smell you out. They're going to find out this this person is not authentic. They're not the kind of person that I want to deal with. Yeah. Um, so you've got to start there. You've got to start with authenticity and the actual real desire to connect with people. Otherwise, uh, what's the point? I mean, I don't, I don't get why you'd want to, I personally, maybe this is just a value statement. I don't know, but I personally don't get why you'd want to be in business unless it's to, to help us all do better, be better. Um, well, sure. Sure. Well, and I'm trying to become of- a millionaire. It's not, that's great. Good for you. Uh, but you should be trying to improve other people's lives too. That's probably a faster track to becoming rich anyway. No, I love that. And, and there's so much more to being rich than just your bank account, right? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. that that's i think that's an important thing to bring about and you're right i i certainly look for authenticity in the people i work with um mm-hmm. so i i i was looking at your website of course before we chatted and i saw a couple things and i think you're you're talking through so you talked about on the front end or the back end of the sale when it comes to i want to come back to writing good copy here in a minute mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. And, and building that authentic connection through copy. But what, what if I'm, so let's just say I'm just trying to figure out how can I build a better connection with my audience? Aside from copywriting, I saw that you have um, a mention of funnels on your website. Mm-hmm. You want to talk a little bit about what that looks like and, and how people can decide what funnel they can use to mm-hmm. nurture them and build that relationship? Yeah, knowing the kind of funnel, the proper funnel to use is really about knowing your your audience well, knowing your prospects really well. So, if you are, um, if you know that you know their their age, their demographic information uh, wouldn't lead them to want to take a you know BuzzFeed style quiz, then don't do a quiz funnel, right? If you know that they just want pure value up front, that they're gonna base their level of trust on you based on how much you give them, 
how much you prove yourself to them, then, you know, PDF funnel or a webinar funnel. Uh, if you know that they're going to have questions that they need answered, then maybe an application funnel. It's really all about how well do you know your audience and that can help you uh, decide, determine what's, what's best for the funnel. Kind of think of it backwards, right? A lot of people just, they would start with, okay, this is the funnel that works best for me. This is the, the, the easiest or, um, you know, I already, I already have some of these assets prepared and, and ready to go. So I'll do X type of funnel. Well, you need to think of that the total opposite way of what's the best funnel for your audience. Uh, because again, going back to authentic connection, uh, if I approach any conversation with just my own interests, what's easiest for me in mind, I mean, that's not going to build any long-term connection. But if I'm going yeah. into the conversation thinking, how can I make sure that they get, uh, you know, they walk out of this conversation having found it really valuable, really impactful for them. Uh, if you focus on them, then you're going to have a longer term, better uh, relationship, authentic relationship. So when you pick your funnel, just have them in mind first rather than, than yourself. Uh, in terms of all the specifics of figuring out which, which type of funnel and all that, I mean, people can go to my website, grab that, that PDF if they want. It, it outlines, you know, uh, what type of audience might each type of funnel work best for? What tools do you need? How easy or hard is it? What's the price right. point on it? All those types of things. But uh, at the end of the day, you just, you got to have your audience, your prospects, uh, the other side of the conversation. You have to have them in mind before you well, love decide that. what funnel is best. I think it's super important that in, you're tying into something that you and I both know um, when it comes to telling good stories and connecting with people at the, at the, having the end goal or the end state in mind so that you can build a picture or a story of how you're going to take them to that end point. Right. Mm -hmm. um, which mm -hmm. ties directly into the next piece, which is copywriting specifically. So let's talk a little bit. How exactly um, do you suggest building those authentic connections with the words, the copy that we're using through our marketing funnels on our website? Um, or or marketing other marketing collateral. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I mean, where we met was at StoryBrand certification, right? That's right. Um, which neither of us Important. are are at this point certified with StoryBrand. Uh, we should pro probably point that out too. But we were, and so that all that knowledge is still there. But something that that StoryBrand really harps on, um, like drills into you, is stop talking about yourself so much. Uh, going into any conversation, going into any relationship, if you're focused, again, if you're focused on you and your needs and what you want to say, it's not going to be an authentic conversation. It's going to be you steering the conversation where you want it to go. And there's nothing wrong with that, of course, in, in a sales script or, uh, or even on your website or in your emails. Um, they're on your website. They're reading your email. So you get to decide a bit where, where it goes. But that doesn't mean that you need to talk about yourself all the time. Yeah. Um, so even when you're telling your story, so it's talking about you and, and I work with a lot of folks that are building or have built personal brands. And so they need to tell their story because it's, you know, they are the brand That's So right. telling their story. You know, if we, if we left that out, the brand would be incomplete, but we build that story. Then we, we tell that story in a way where we're making sure that even though we're talking about ourselves, the connection points are there. 
we're talking about the points of, of contact between me and, and the prospect, between me and the, the audience. Uh, and again, going into a conversation, even if you're telling a story about yourself, it's so much more exciting and engaging of a conversation when, when you share that, that thing in common, right? Um, I'm Canadian, so I'm not going to talk about hockey too much with you, but, um, anyone that, that wants to talk hockey with me, we have that instant converse, that instant connection. Um, sorry for being cliche, but it's true. Um, (laughs) right. So, you know, if, if all of a sudden we started talking about baseball, because maybe that's what you love. Um, I know a little bit, but I'm not going to get excited about it. So finding those common touch points, even in telling your story is, is just, it's where you got to start. You've got to start with, don't talk about yourself too much. And even when you do, make sure you're looking for those connection points. Um, Absolutely. Well, I love yeah. to talk about improving marketing and copywriting <laughs> is such a huge part of that. So we can stay right on that and mm-hmm. build that connection right here. Um, and I, I love what you've done with the copywriting process as far as making it easy to get people's copy written for them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I won't sell your business all day long, but <laughs> So talk to me, you, you've built a, a process that people can use to avoid failure in, or I guess I'll just throw it out there. So what are the, what are the top mistakes that you're seeing people make when it comes to writing good copy that builds that authentic connection? Yeah. The first, the first mistake is what we just talked about, that people are, they're talking about themselves too much, or they're talking about themselves in a way that isn't interesting to their audience that doesn't connect with their audience. That's the first one. Um, and then just going back to, again, the one that we already, that we talked about with having your, uh, your audience or your prospect in mind is, uh, when you're writing copy, you got to know, you have to know who, who you're talking to. You have to know, mm-hmm. um, your, your prospects, your clients, what are their hopes, their dreams or aspirations? So not just their demographic information, but their psychographic, right? What's, what's, what's beyond their um, the stuff that they could fill out on a census form. Right. Um, you know, when they get home from work, what do they hope that their kids see in them? Like those deep level questions, like when their friends talk about them at their funeral, what do they hope that they say? Like those uh, when I'm, when I'm talking to clients about their, about their customers, about their clients, about their audience, um, those are the types of deep questions. That, that's the deep work that we do. Um, because then I can write copy that, that really connects uh, deeply because I know, oh, right, yeah. they're aspiring to be a person or they, they, they really uh, deeply hope that they don't turn into that type of person, um, right? So knowing your audience really well, uh, even giving them a name, you know, Finance Fred or um, I don't know. COVID Chris, something, right? Like what, what, uh, give them a name so that you can identify them. Even I've heard of people even, you know, just Googling, uh, Dan and whatever image comes up as, you know, the prototypical Dan, that's, you know, they, they paste that onto their, they copy and paste that onto their like a Google doc. That's got all the other details about, about Dan, uh, their I'm going to have to go look well, at that. Yeah. <laughs> So you got to look for those connection points and then you have to actually know your audience really well. Most people know their, their customer on a, on a a pretty flat level. They haven't dug down deep into knowing who their ideal avatar actually is. 
That's yeah. what I found too. Mm-hmm. And I think story, you know, you talked about story brain a few minutes ago and I'll throw out the caveat again that neither one of us is certified any longer, but those, those things certainly stick with me in the work mm-hmm. that I do. I know they do with you. We talked about that before the call. Um, the, you know, personifying the problem through mm-hmm. a villain is what they they teach. And, and if you want to learn more about story brand and the framework that they're using, I encourage you to get the book building a story brand by Donald Miller, mm-hmm. um, out, outlines the entire process very clearly. Um, and I find that through that and talking with those clients related to story brand work that I did do, that one of the hardest things was relating that in the copy. Mm, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. No, absolutely. I agree. Getting to know the clients and you talked about it earlier with the funnel piece. And so mm-hmm. before you move on to the third one, what, what when it comes to hiring a copywriter um, mm-hmm. such as yourself, where would you encourage them to engage you in this process? Would it be prior to needing the copy then? I've had clients um, who hire me after, after trying to write their own stuff or relying on their own copy for weeks, months, or years, uh, decades in some cases. Uh, and a lot of times, people that hire me, they're actually really good writers sometimes. Uh, not always, but but sometimes they're they're very good, and so they've they've built their business to the level where it is now because they've been able to write good copy. They bring me on because now they need they need to stop writing their own stuff. They need to mm-hmm. focus on other parts of the business, and so they bring me on to to take over that writing of copy. So it it really is. It depends on. There's never a, a bad time. I'm not just saying this to people give me a call, but there's never a bad time to bring on a copywriter, right? It's never a bad time. It's, it's, it's like, it's never a bad time to bring on an accountant, you know, before you have a big issue or after you have a big issue, either way is fine. You should bring on an accountant. Same thing with somebody who's going to write your, your words, your marketing, you can do it before, um, or you can try it yourself and, and then realize you need to bring someone on after. Um, yeah. it's just, it's just a, whatever works best with, with a businesses, um, uh, how they run things or what their, where their budget is at, you know, it, it, it really is an individual thing. And, and like I said, I've had, I've had companies and clients bring me on at, at multiple different points of their journey. Uh, from what are you starting up to, you're already at seven, eight, nine figures. And now you want to bring someone in. Right. What was so just considering what you said today, it makes it would make sense to me if I were hiring a copywriter to bring them on as early in the process as possible. If I had the capacity, you mentioned that, yeah, uh, because because developing those components will feed more than just the copy. It's yeah. so I mm-hmm. think that there's certainly value in that. Would you agree? Yeah, and absolutely. Going going back to the accountant example, you can bring someone on. Uh, to help you set up the uh, the way that you uh, you know design the way that you set up your books, mm-hmm. and so you're you're on point all the way along. You're never uh, you're never straying from that process. Or you can bring an accountant on to help you fix the screw ups that you did because you didn't have that process from the from the beginning. Yeah, uh, and sometimes you're just lucky enough that you never messed up, and so you bring on an accountant to to help you level up your game. But so for, for, for a copywriter, it's, 
I mean, I, I can help people when they're early stages, I can help people define their messaging, define their, their audience, define their offer. Uh, mm-hmm. Not that I craft it for them, but it's a second set of eyes to look on it, to give okay. advice, to give perspective, um, to strengthen each of those uh, elements. Or they can bring me on later, and, and it, it depends again. Sometimes it's, it's they have a strong offer. They know their avatar. They've done really well, and that's why they've grown. They just need to bring me on so they can grow more. Gotcha. Um, or they built it themselves and haven't grown at the pace that they wanted. And so I come on to, to help them fix some of those things and then, and then rewrite the marketing. Well, oh, that's great. They've already had going. Awesome. So, okay, let's, uh, the third, what's the, you have another failure. Yeah. Yeah. To talk about right well, I, I'll, I'll piggyback off of the one, the last one we talked about, which was, um, knowing your, your avatar, knowing your audience really well. You also need to know, yourself really well. So I work mostly with, with personal brands. So this might not apply to everyone, but I, I encourage everyone to look at where, where, or how this is true for them of you need to know yourself really well. Uh, when I became a, uh, a, I became a better copywriter when I had someone drill me with questions of why I do what I do, why I like doing what I do, uh, why I'm good at what I do, you know, all those types of things. And, and after about a, um, you know, it wasn't like some lengthy therapy session, although it was 45 minutes of me crying. Um, it was, and it was broadcast live on zoom. It was really awkward and weird, but transformative at the same time or live on Facebook, not on zoom rather. Um, I don't recommend doing that. It was embarrassing, but what came out of it was uh, I found I discovered or, or he helped me discover I write copy for people because of my deep desire to connect with people. Um, wow. And, and we went through in that conversation, things like uh, I'm adopted. So I've always felt this sense of connection, but disconnection. Um, uh, my brother passed away uh, coming up on two years ago. Um, and, and, you know, the, the, the connection that I crave with him still is, well, I can connect with people in, in copy, which sounds kind of strange, but I can, uh, you know, I'm, I'm an introvert as well. So I connect with deep conversation, not shallow, small talk. Yeah. So I get to write those deep conversations, whether it's for my own copy, my own marketing or for a client and their audience. So, um, now I know both how to market myself better. Oh, I want to help mm-hmm. you connect to your audience in a deep, authentic way. But I also know now how to write better because now I know I'm now I always have that target. I can always aim towards that deep, deep, deep connection because I did that really difficult, awkward on Facebook live, but work of figuring out why I do what I do, who I am, um, and, and those types of questions. So I wouldn't say it's something that you, for most people, it's not a conversation that you can actually have. Um, it's, it's not just a solo project. You've got to mm-hmm. have someone that you trust that, you know, maybe not a spouse that might be a bit too close, but, uh, you know, someone that knows you well, that you trust who can, um, ask you deep questions 
you're comfortable with him seeing you cry if it gets there because it might, right. which is a weird conversation to have in a business growth podcast. But, uh, you know, it was those as awkward and weird as it sounds, it was those tears that brought me to a, a, be a better copywriter and be a better, uh, asset for my clients. Man. So, um, yeah, have someone grill you with questions, even if it's just that they're, they're doing the Toyota method on you. Like why, why, mm-hmm. why, why? Um, that's what he did to me. And that's how I got to where I, where I got to in, in the no, conversation. So super powerful, man. It, and incredibly powerful. Yeah. And I can, I can say that having been through, um, Simon Sinek's why discovery course, you know, mm-hmm. he has his book you start it with why, but he also has an online course that kind of walks through a similar process and it wasn't easy by yeah. any means. Um, I don't know that I went through as powerful of an experience as you have. Um, but I can certainly see in your writing and in just, you know, through our three years, you know, we've kind of followed each other on mm-hmm. online and chatted occasionally about the different things going on. And I've seen that improvement over time mm-hmm. in what you're delivering it makes perfect sense. And so I agree that's yeah. super important and, and can be a huge factor in growth, especially for personal brands, entrepreneurs who are doing coaching, I think um, mm-hmm. fits well into that. Yeah. Um, that. That's super great. We could wrap the call up right there, but <laughs> I think you have a couple more failures you want to mention. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll add one point onto there knowing yeah. that. So yesterday I, uh, I had to, write an email and cancel an appointment or reschedule, but cancel an appointment with a client. And, um, I was just exhausted. My kids didn't sleep the night before. So we didn't sleep the night before. Um, so I was, I, I'd had an earlier meeting that day and it just did not go well. I was not present whatsoever. Mm. And I, I literally ended the call by apologizing to my client. Like, I'm sorry, I, I wasn't here for you. I wasn't able to offer what I wanted to. And so I knew my next appointment, I just need to cancel it. I can't go forward. So knowing that I want to connect to people, uh, knowing that this is a client that I care about, I care about all my clients, but this is a, a relationship that I care about. Um, yeah. Because, you know, there could be future business, but but also just because he's a good guy and I, I, I like working with him. So the, the email that I wrote to him about canceling or rescheduling was different than I would have written a couple of years ago. It, it was, I just said it straight up. I need to cancel, uh, reschedule. Here's why. Boom, boom, boom. Made that email a connection email. And, uh, and he wrote back, he literally said, wow, even your cancel copy is really good. <laughs> of course, let's reschedule. So that's great. But I, I approached true. it in the way of, I need to, I want to provide the best for you. I need to, um, I want to, I want to be there for you. I want this to be valuable for you, our, our call. And I can't provide that right now. Here's why. So, uh, that deep connection even, even goes into cancellation emails. Like it, it's gotta be at your, whatever that value set is that you find when you do the deep work, it, it informs and influences, uh, every bit of how you do business. And again, whether that's you own the business or you're a salesperson for that business or, or whatever, you know, it would approach how you do sales a lot differently. Uh, potentially it would approach That's how you incredible. write emails. So doing that deep work is, is so important. Um, speaking of salespeople, another mistake that people don't make when they're uh, a mistake that people make when they're trying to connect with their audience is that they don't actually ask for the sale. 
which sounds weird to say perhaps, but if you, uh, and, and this isn't groundbreaking stuff necessarily, but if you truly believe in your product, if mm. you truly believe in yourself, and if you truly believe uh, and care about your customer or prospect, then you're going to pitch them on what you have to offer them to make their life better. That's um, right. I think it might even be Donald Miller again, story brand that talked about, you know, if you, uh, if you don't make the offer, it, it makes you look like you don't believe in yourself in your prospect or your product. Um, because now, otherwise not- if you truly deeply believe in yourself, you truly deeply believe in your product and you really care about your, your prospect then you're going to say, hey, hey, this thing can make your life better. Uh, so making that pitch actually can help you deepen a connection. You know, don't be awkward. Don't be sleazy. But That's right. uh, it's better than if you leave out the pitch and then they wonder, oh, I was expecting him to offer me something and he didn't. Maybe he, you know, didn't because X, Y, uh, X, Y, Z, not Z, Canadian. Um, <laughs> right. But actually making the offer and pitching your your prospect can be part of building a deep connection. Even if they say no, they still now have that in the back of their mind. They can come back and talk to you uh, or they can at least respect the fact that you, know, you made, you cared enough to make the offer again, as long as you're not sleazy about it or, or it's not the right time to do it. Um, yeah. So that's, that's a, okay, was it Don? Did Don talk to us about that? Yeah, so he talked about that, and he talked about, of course, the 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 other side, which is the mattress salesman in the middle of the night flashing <laughs> price. Right. Yes, yes. When he talked about being sleazy, you don't want to be that guy. But if you avoid the ask, it it does it it um, puts you in a light that you're not confident in your product or your service or even yourself. And mm-hmm. the ask is super important being consistent and clear in your ask um, Mm -hmm. are kind of Mm -hmm. what we talked about specifically Mm -hmm. through the, through that training and certification. Um, But it, I mean, it aligns with so much of what you've said already. It's a, it's definitely a mistake that I see regularly is people just not asking. Um, Mm -hmm. And and at the end, you know, it's making it hard for them to buy from you. Yeah. So if they're visiting yeah. your website and you're not asking because you don't want to be salesy, mm-hmm. um, then you you are demonstrating a lack of confidence in your product by making it difficult. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, a great. client that I just started working with, uh, we were looking at his website and uh, he had some call to action buttons on there, like the, the buy now button or book a call mm-hmm. button. But not so he was better than some websites, but he didn't have enough of them on there. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't mean enough like he didn't. I wanted him to have like four or five call to action buttons, all saying the exact same thing, not four to five different call to action buttons, but right four to five uh, ones that were saying, you know, book a call, book a call, book a call. Um, and so what I said to him was, you need, you know, we need to honor the people that are on your website by allowing, giving them the opportunity to book a time with you as many times as, you know, wherever they're on, they are on your website, they need to be able to, you know, pretty quick book a time with you. And we honor right. them by giving them the chance to do so. Uh, they can choose to not book a call with, with you. That's, that's their, um, that's their prerogative, but we need to honor them and show them, Hey, you know, I actually want to want to have a conversation with you. 
by putting those call to action buttons on there. I love it. Or those could be, I want to honor you by letting you buy my product. Um, And that just, you just spoke clearly back to the deeper connections with people and tying Mm -hmm. those calls to action to that authenticity piece, which I haven't, I haven't heard it put that way before. I think it's excellent. So Mm. here you have it. First time. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So Jeff, if people want to know more about avoiding those mistakes, Mm -hmm. um, you, you have something that they can take advantage of. Is that right? Uh, Yeah. Well, actually the, the fifth mistake that I often going back to what we just talked about, the fifth mistake that I often, I often see people make is that they, they do write their own content, write their own copy. They don't bring someone on to do it for them. Someone who is trained and skilled at writing copy. Um, I'm going to agree. Yeah. You bring on an accountant to take care of your books because you're not an accountant because your expertise is not in the books. You can do it, but you're not going to do it as well as an accountant. Um, That's right. You can write your own copy. You can write your own marketing emails. You can write your own website, your own sales page. Um, And you can probably do it pretty well, but you're still not trained and and skilled and an expert in copywriting, in psychological triggers, in, you know, mapping the the story out and things like that. So the, the, the fifth mistake I see people make in connecting with their audience is just they don't hire someone who's a professional to write their stuff. Now, of course, there's a, a stage in business where you can't afford an accountant and you can't afford a copywriter right. and that's fine. Um, but there's also a stage in growth where you bring those people on, you know, one at a time, you bring them on to, to scale, to grow your business. Um, so if well, you want to connect and grow, then, then hiring some, whether it's me or, or, yeah. or you or another copywriter, someone who is skilled at that, you know, uh, bringing what? someone on, uh, again, it, it's a better strategy for growth and scale than, than trying to do it your own on your own for another year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I want to I want to hit on something you just said, just because I, I don't know the answer from your perspective. But <laughs> okay. um, so you write copy. Um, do you also for those people, maybe they can't afford a copywriter to write all their copy for them. Do you mm-hmm. coach those people if they'll take the time to develop copy? Will you coach them through improving it? I, so me particularly, I have audits that I can run people through, whether it's their website or their emails or just, uh, blocking off a time to, uh, I call them borrow my brain sessions. Yeah. So where we just review all their, all their stuff as much as we can in an hour. Uh, so that's one option, but there, there are certainly other people out there who do their, their copy coaches. Um, and so you, you bring them on to, to teach you to write better. Um, that's not my that's not my particular niche. That's not, it's not what I, what I do, but I know a lot of people that do. So if, if, if others are, are looking for someone to coach them through that and don't just want like a one-time audit or, or borrow my brain strategy type session, then I can certainly help connect them with, with some amazing copy coaches. So let's talk. That's awesome. When you, when you do this borrow my brain sessions, are mm. you helping them with the funnel analyst analysis side of things as well as what type of copy or how to position their copy is that the kind of things you're talking about yeah generally uh, those types of things bore my borrow my brain sessions are really um whatever they need help with at that moment in their marketing yeah. so it could be their funnel it could be 
uh, why their website isn't generating leads. It could be um, how they can mm. structure their editorial calendar to, to blog on a consistent basis or, um, or to, to review uh, their current email or even to structure out a new email campaign. Um, as much of that type of stuff that we can, that we can tackle in an hour, um, that, that's what we cover. They, they bring the agenda and I just bring the expertise. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, two things then I want to know three, I have three more things for you. One is, um, if people want to borrow your brain for an hour, <laughs> how do they get it? Uh, easiest way is just, uh, jeffcoleman.com. And then there's a services page they can go to. I think borrow your brain is the, or borrow my brain is the first, first option on that page. Perfect. Yeah. And then um, if they want to learn more about avoiding the five failures you talked about, which were um, talking about themselves too much in their copy, um, not knowing their clients well enough, um, not asking for the sale. And I'm, I'm sorry. So it was, I was writing and then I got engaged in what yeah, you were saying. And, and they don't, and they uh, write their own copy. And writing their own copy. Yeah. Okay. So, if they want to know more about that, uh, you have a download that they can get, right? Yeah. So again, go to my website, jeffcoleman.com. They can go to the resources page. And then again, I think it's the first one. Uh, the first PDF available is called uh, Five Mistakes High Impact Entrepreneurs Make When Connecting with Their Audience, which is a horribly long title. But uh, that's kind of, uh, well, it's been the basis of some of our conversation of, of those common mistakes that the folks make. And I think it's great. Um, It certainly triggered conversation for us uh, when we were chatting about it. So that's wonderful. And then what tips? So either learning to write better copy or learning to hire better copywriters. Mm -hmm. um, What's one or two tips you would offer people in those categories? Uh, I'll recommend some books is what I'll, what I'll do. So you already said Don's book, uh, building a story brand. That's a, that's a great uh, primer. Also, Ray Edwards has a book um, called, uh, oh, help me with this one, Dan. It's uh, How to Write Copy That Sells. How to Write Copy That Sells. That's right. Yeah. Um, If you read nothing else in that book, read his section on bullet points, and uh, that is going to just skyrocket your own copy instantly, seriously. And then um, I don't don't want your podcast to get an E rating, so I'll, I'll, I'll pull back on this one. But another book title is called Writing Without BS. But it's the yeah. full the full word, uh, writing without BS, and it's by uh, Josh Burnoff, B E R N O F F, Burnoff, uh, writing without BS. It uh, it's not a copywriting book per se, but it it walks you through how to say what you mean and mean what you say, and how to pull back all the crap and fluff from emails or sales pages or even just conversations. Um, so writing without BS has been a, a massively powerful book in how I communicate, uh, in changing and in, in adapting how I communicate. So, um, again, it's not a copywriting book, but, but it's definitely worth a read. I love it. I love yeah. it. I think they're great resources. I'm going to have to check out uh, the writing without BS book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, now that you've brought it up, I have to mention, I, I would be failing all of us if I didn't. So Ray Edwards is actually launching right now. Uh, his Copywriter Academy 3.0. Um, and there's some really good free training resources. I will mm-hmm. put a link to that as well as these, these other resources mentioned in the show notes so that anybody can access them. 
and Jeff Coleman's G-E-O-F-F-K-U-L-L-M-A-N. Is there another dot com? That's right. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes, but I want to make sure I put it out here in case people are doing whatever, listening, watching on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Jeff, man, I am um, super grateful for your time and r- connecting with you uh, again. It's been a while since we've had an opportunity to really have a good chat. So mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Absolutely. You as well. Congrats on the new podcast too. It's, uh, it's awesome. Oh, thanks so much. I, I'm just looking to provide as much valuable information and content for people that are, are looking for it. So mm-hmm. I appreciate that. And um, I think that'll do it for today's show. And I hope everyone will join us next time. If you haven't subscribed or shared, please do so. Um, give us a rating and let us know how we're doing. As always, I'm open to comments. If you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment and content you'd like to hear about. Thanks so much and until next time.